you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everybody, before your show, this is Alex Gelhart from the Fantasy Live Podcast telling you to check out our latest episode where we dive deep into the rookie wide receiver class for 2016. Names like Laquan Treadwell, Josh Doxson, Sterling Shepard, Corey Coleman. What can you expect from them this year? We break it down. Check out the latest episode on iTunes, NFL.com slash podcast, or your favorite podcast app. Hi, and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program, presented by our pals at McDonald's. We've got a little McDonald's treat coming up for you. Money Monopoly presenting the all-time draft of 2016, picks 11 through 16. Coming up, plus we're going to look at Ike Taylor's Mock draft, it's been out for a week or two. We're going to pour over that, and uh, we'll poke some holes in it. We have much to discuss here. Handsome Hank, Ike Taylor here. Let's jump into it real fast, fellas, with, what do we call this thing? The lightning round, the onside kick, whatever we call it. Let's get into it, starting off with Aqib Talib, who visited us in Studio 66 a matter of weeks ago. He recently made this declaration I don't see why we can't go back and repeat that. Agree or disagree, Ike Taylor? Can the Broncos, with this, who knows who's going to be their starting QB, what do you think about their shot in 2016? Yeah, I think they got opportunities. I think it's going to be hard, harder than it was last year. I think timing was just perfect for them. I think teams on the offensive side now have a whole year under uh, Wade Phillips and see exactly what he's doing down the distance in certain situations, so they're going to be ready to game plan against that. So it's always harder the year after you win a Super Bowl to, to kind of make that statement again. Uh, teams try to dissect how you beat them, what you did. Do you have tendencies going into the game? So we're going to see. I think they can, but it's definitely going to be way harder. I think that's an interesting point mm-hmm. about the strategies and the adjustments the league will make to Wade. 
handsome Hank, how say you? I, I mean, they lost a few pieces, but the the story I keep hearing from people is, whoa, how are they going to win a Super Bowl with Mark Sanchez at the helm? They had Peyton Manning last year, and Peyton Manning was not better than Mark Sanchez. I agree with that, but as they are presently constituted, the problem for the Broncos is is that they're going to regress to uh, to the average number of touchdowns that the defense scores. Maybe they'll be a right. little bit better than usual, but they won four or five games on the defensive At touchdowns. Least. That's not going to happen, obviously, statistically. It's highly unlikely. Next up, Marv Lewis gets an extension from the Cincinnati Bengals. I say on Twitter that... All right. I mean, a guy who's achieved so little really has kept his job in an era when guys are getting pushed out the door. How has this guy kept it? Isn't it fair to expect them to win a playoff game already after 13 years, Handsome Hank? I mean, yeah, I think he's he's had more rope than most coaches get. But at the same time, he's taken to the playoffs the last, what, four years? All right, but he's 0-7 in the playoffs. How can he continue? This guy continue to go year after year without some – I mean, this would uh, the, not the question, fly – Whenever you ask me this question, and it could be about a player, it can be about a coach, it can be – what's like, where's the, what's the alternative? Who, there, are you, who are you bringing in to, to replace him that you know that's going to get you over the hump? There are there are many alternatives, and look at the and look at the the uh, Tony Dungy to John uh, Gruden. To that's John that's Gruden the best. Effect. That's the best example. Look at what happened in Tampa. Ike, how say you? I mean, you could look at the Bill Cowher to Mike Tomlin effect. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, it, it, and to your point, man, it's kind of hard to replace him. But I feel you feel like, hey, man, you've been there a long time, and you can't win a playoff game. You have a lot of talent, a lot of talent, and you can't win a playoff game. If I'm just looking at it from afar, man, I'm like, man, he must know somebody in that office. Like, he must know something about somebody who did some kind of dirt. Because, man, he's getting extensions after extensions. The, re- the only reason he keeps the gig, the excuse I always get for people who defend him is, well, look at what the Bengals were before he got there. All right, well, so then now he's a victim of his own success, and now the standard has to be elevated. Would you be able to get away with going to the playoffs and losing seven times no. in 13 years if you were the Pittsburgh no, Steelers you- head coach, if you were the Green Bay Packers, if you were the Niners? The People just wouldn't stand for it at some point. There's got to be raised expectations. The- you said it. You just said it. Expectations. Obviously, the expectations are high, but you're not even putting forth to that kind of work, man. You're just losing seven playoff games, man. Seven. You know they'd be coming for Coach Tomlin head if he lost seven. It's absolutely but that's a different right. standard. Playoff. You no, guys no, are talking about a Steelers no, 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 player fan. By the end of the day, man, you draft, you build your organization to try to win that Lombardi. That's everybody. I know. Well, our pal Bucky Brooks the idea that, hey, the, the goal is to get to the postseason. No, no, Bucky. It's not. The goal is to get the Lombardi trophy. And yes, I understand some teams are far away from it, so they have the to take a season to build towards that. But if you are the Cincinnati Bengals, the expectation is Lombardi or bust. Because by, by the end of the day, you're looking at the roster like, man, they got an all-star roster. I'm mm-hmm. t- and they've been having an all-star roster for a couple of years now. So it's like – Okay, you took them when they weren't doing too good. You finally get your team. You've been having this all-star roster and still 0-7 in the in the playoffs. Something ain't right. Something got to change. So, I don't like talking about coaches like that, but at the same time, we talking about it on the Dave Damashek show. So, Coach Marv, man, you got to at least win you won. <laughs> now when Coach Tomlin is at the coach, head coaching position. So, I don't know. Go 0-8. I like <laughs> Kobe's last game or the Warriors' quest for number seventy-three, Ike Taylor. Which will you watch? Chef Steph. In Steph. The, yeah, Chef Steph and the Warriors, man. Kobe, man, stop. I agree. Stop, Kobe, Kobe should have stopped three years. Kobe, ago. stop. 
It's ridiculous already. I'm not, I, in L.A., I get people who are Lakers fans. I don't understand the nation. Now, now don't get me wrong. There? I love the black mama. I got ain't, you. Ain't nothing like the black mama. But a whole season contributed to the black – a whole season. A whole, two. Two whole seasons. Livelihoods. livelihoods. Other people livelihoods. <laughs> Other people livelihoods. Like, you don't know if Byron Scott going to be there next year. We, we, we don't know. That's not a for show. Like, a whole season. A whole season. Yes. A, to one guy, a whole season. Ridiculous. A did, whole season. Did you even get one game, Mike Taylor, before you walked out the door? Man, they, they, pat, <laughs> they gave me roller skates when I said I was walking out. <laughs> Hurry up. <laughs> Hurry up. <laughs> Handsome Hank, I'll say you. I'm not, no joke. Neither. I'm not going to watch either. I figured as much. Shouldn't they – Though handsome, te- you know when the when the Patriots were chasing sixteen and zero, isn't this if you're the the Golden State Warriors? This conversation about whether or not they should go for the record, I mean, to me it it it's obvious. I don't understand the argument against going. I don't. For I mean, the, the a historic against going like for anything like that is oh well, maybe we shouldn't win this week. Whether whatever sport it is, like you go for the record, not because you're going for a record, you go for a record because you want to win a game. Hey, the Colts, the Packers, they've benched guys in week 17 and week 16, even in even week 15. I think that's an unwise maneuver. All right, Cal, the, only, the only knock about going for these records if you never win the big game. Right. So you don't bring home that championship back. But they to, got the ring last year. So that part- was last year's last year. So what have you done for me now kind of business. So. Mm. I mean, you you break this record, this regular season record with the records, and you don't bring home the trophy. So it's like, which one do you want? So I think they can do both, to be honest. Well, that's a, of course they have to win the title. But you got to win the title. If you have a chance to go down you as the, the unquestioned greatest team of all time, why you wouldn't go for that right. is mind-boggling. You got to go for that. Yeah. Oh, it's a, the emotional pressure yeah, of emotional. having to, to do that. We talk about us oh, as analysts and the media. That's what we like, the emotional pressure. But That's these right. guys. That's exactly right. They've been going th- There's no such thing as pressure. You can just look in Chef Steph's vein, man. Like, he got nothing but oh, they, ice. These 25-year-old multimillionaires, I'm worried that they're emotionally no. fragile and won't be able to, <laughs> not to rise for the playoffs. Handsome Hank, let's so. So there you go, our lightning round, and now let's dig into uh, to the mock draft, the, the all-time two draft. Drill. The two-minute drill? That's really original. I, I don't think, think that's that, being done I, anywhere. I also don't think that was two minutes long. Right. I think we went a little bit beyond that. What about if we called it, uh, it could be uh, the, uh, I don't know, hmm. The, the audibles. I don't, yeah, right. Let's just move on. Let's yeah. say hello. First of all, to our resident Miami Dolphins fan, you should be excited because in the all time draft today, the Miami Dolphins will be making a selection Ooh. from a pool of all players in the history of pro football. Here he is, everybody. It's Handsome Hank. Where did the ball go? It made someone bleed. <laughs> I thought when you threw the ball, it was supposed to go through the, like the little hole. Well, it just that, disappeared. Made, well, here's the deal. If the, if we'd made that, ha- I could have made that happen, but I would have broken a camera. Make sure you tune in on YouTube and watch the full show. It is available for you there, and you can see Handsome's Double uh, O Seven style intro that accompanies he that. Got the music. Best See, intro. Ike's got an intro now. We're about to hear that. Part. It's horrible. You don't have a video. You play games. Wait, not, no, not the play. new one. 
I got two. I got two intros. Go, go. Which one do you want? He's do you not, want the original or the revised one? He's you not going to play the bad one today. Which one do you want? You choose it. Your mind already made. I'm, I'm not about to play this game with you. Whichever one you <laughs> want, I check. I'm not about to play. All this right, game play with his you. intro song here. Oh, that's the fancier one. You don't like this one, though, Ike. You don't you don't enjoy that one, I Yeah. There you go, fella. There you go. Now you're getting into it. Who do you think's a better dancer, Ike? How hot Davis. Why are you sweating? Are you How hot Davis. Fan? What's happening? You, you because a, you told me I needed to move on and that old, made me feel you, ashamed. You need an old Southern <laughs> church fan. Church, church fan. That's what you need. You need a church fan. You need my grandma church fan. You had one too many Big Macs today, didn't you? Well, no, that's a yeah. I don't know what's going on. Aren't speaking you guys? Of, aren't you guys hot in here? Speak, no, speaking no, of the, well, well, you got a long sleeve plus another long sleeve under the. Yeah. Speaking of Big Macs, I like your uh, male version of your van and white presented by. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I like. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, Ike, did you watch the Masters? Yes. Did you? Why do you think I said, oh, "Give me that green jacket"? Last time we was on the Dave Damashek show. Yeah, I know. Well, we, you know, we requested and we received a Photoshop of you on Twitter in the green jacket presenting what you uh, that you said that you would serve at the banquet the following year: sushi and crawdaddies. Crawfish. Crawfish. I want. Oh, crawdaddies isn't acceptable with Ain't the no locals. Thing is crawdaddies. What I don't understand. That's what I thought they, people in Nola called it. Crawfish. We never say crawdaddies. Hmm. Ike, do do. Uh, what, what this conversation? I know we've had it before, but I'm always fascinated by it when people reject the notion, when analysts reject the idea that professional athletes don't feel pressure. Clearly, right. you can train. I mean, have you seen an implosion like that in the NFL? Is there something comparable to that? To what we uh, saw uh, the uh, Jordan Spieth do there on Sunday? The Donovan McNabb deal. Oh yeah, he threw up on the field in the Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> that but, was a good one. Yeah, other than that. That's the only thing right now I just can put my mind into that kind of trance. Nah, I wouldn't say that was. It, we see, that, kick, that you see kickers. That, you see kickers where the moment gets too big lot. for them. That wasn't pressure. Like, like he he's won under pressure a lot, obviously. So all of a sudden, he's just not immune to pressure. He probably overthought his swing, overthought the situation, and he had a few lapses. That's that's all it was, but. I can't say he can't deal with pressure because he's one of lot, one of lot, of times, in pressure situations. So, I just can't abracadabra. No, now this is the biggest stage. Like this man been winning big, big tournaments, big championships for the past couple of years. Well, let's marry it to this then. Let marry it to Andy Dalton. Let's pick up where we were five months or so ago. Five and minutes ago. The, well, yeah, and well, yeah, and back to that. Andy Dalton now, so Marv Lewis's short-term future, although I don't know that A.J. McCarron doesn't get a crack at that if Andy Dalton doesn't uh, struggle a little bit there. Doesn't Andy Dalton now, going into this, informed by his career, this assumption that he doesn't feel pressure because he's a pro athlete, get, you know, give us a give a no jive, Ike. Pro athletes understand as they go into the huddle in big games, wow, I'm known – for not coming up big in these spots, that has to weigh on on a pro athlete. Yes, 
How yeah, lucid yeah, if, are you in the in a pressure situation? Like, wow, I better not blow this, or this is going to be embarrassing for me. See, I felt like that every play. Really? Yeah. Every playing cornerback, you you have no other choice, right? But to feel like that, like it can't be me today. It got to be somebody else. But if the, if you're going against a guy that's beaten you before, or there's a moment that like it's been documented that you don't do nah. well, is it in a player's mind? Like, oh, every time I play against nah, this cause guy, no, because you're always trying to prove. You're always trying to prove yourself different from what everybody else is saying. Right. Like, you you always in that – I tweeted something a couple of weeks ago. I'm in the business of proving people wrong. Like, that's the mentality mm-hmm. usually professional athletes have because either you were too short, too slow, um, didn't have all the intangibles. If you just look at the report they had on Stephon Curry when he was coming out of college from Davidson – I don't think he wasn't paying attention right. to that. Tom Brady, however many years he is you know in now, still, still references like, uh, that, that still comes Antonio up. Antonio Brown, he he was a late, yep. late, late round guy. So they 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 look at all that. Well, I hate the cliche. I've I've said it many times. No one outside this locker room believes in us, but it really does seem to be a motivating thing for for uh, for guys. But the other side of that is, don't players, don't opponents win Tony Romo? Let's say his team's down four. And there's two minutes left in the game. Do the defenders yell to Tony Romo, you're going to choke again like you always do? Do people do that? Nah. Really? Nobody brings that up? Like, oh, we, you're, you're, you you always choke, man. Check. We paint that picture. So, we make the last four minutes or the last two-minute drive an issue. The first two minutes of that game is more important or is equally important than the last two minutes. So, missing the field goal the first two minutes and losing the game by three the last two minutes, it's like, dang. And that's the coaching point. Your coaching point, you always go back to the beginning of the game. Yeah, you like to finish strong, but the beginning of the game, it's always who's starting fast. So Yeah, but the other side of that is. The other side of that. Why? Yeah, I can. How? Which because if you fail throughout the game, if your team's still in the game and you have a chance to pull it out, you get to be the hero. You're well, the gunslinging hero. Well, when you start fast, you don't have to worry about that situation. That's true. That's true. I think but Peyton Manning. Given, given the opportunity, you'd like to have that kind of guy that can pull it out even against all And that's guys. a rare guy. So getting back to Andy Dalton, he haven't done it. So that's why – that's what I'm saying with, with Speed. Like, Speed have done it. Mm-hmm. He's he done it a, a lot of times. He – he he cracked the pressure code. Well, Andy Dalton hadn't cracked it yet. Is is it's still zero seven? I think I uh, that's just what looms for me is, and I don't know if you're Marvin Lewis, if you're a head coach, how that permeates the way you operate. But I do think it actually would affect your decision making in a game. Look at some of the decisions he made in that Pittsburgh game in the wild card round this year. Some questionable decisions that he made. But if you're Andy Ooh. Dalton, certainly it doesn't make a difference how great you are in the regular season. You but, still get to January, and it's still going to be, you better win this game, yeah. Andy. Andy's going to wake up in the playoffs if he gets to the playoffs this year, which I think is questionable in 2016. But let's say the Bengals get back to the postseason. He's going to wake up on playoff day and say, like, it doesn't make a difference if I'm the league's MVP. I better win this game or else shame the devil, right? Yeah, he, he gonna always. That's gonna always linger him until he actually win a game. Like, right, but it's going to affect. It's gonna negatively affect his performance until I he does. Right. I don't know about affecting his performance. It, I, I don't know his mindset, so I don't know if he take that as a challenge. Like, dang, win a playoff game yet? Yeah. 
I'm going to go out and kick butt. We're going to win this playoff game. Then, oh, man, I got to win this game. If not, that's all they're going to say. I couldn't win the playoff game. Like, I don't know his mindset. But what I see on his resume is you get to the big games, you don't show up. That's I think most issue. people I think most people are the former. I think most people are like, man, this – I mean, or the latter, I should say. I think most people are like, man, this is – I've got a lot of pressure on me. I better not blow this one again. See, how can you say that? And during the regular season, he closes out games. Oh, right. he did it a couple of times. He did, I, but, uh, did it against you know what I'm saying? He did it enough, right. he did it to, enough to his defense, like, he closed out a few games. So how all of a sudden in the postseason, even though he's owing whatever, he can't win the big ball game. He, I, I think the more interesting thing for him, or a, a, an interesting thing to watch for him, is that he definitely gained confidence being around Hugh Jackson for the last two years. I think that's – people oh, aren't talking about this. Hugh Jackson being taken mm-hmm. away from him, and, you know, can he retain that kind of uh, – of Like, Andy Dalton, when you watch Andy Dalton, I remember there was a sound effect, I think, the first week of last season where Andy Dalton, you know, was mic'd up for the game, and you're like, wow, that – that's not a guy that inspires a lot of confidence. He might look like he's carrying himself that way, but his words aren't necessarily mm-hmm. the same thing. I wonder if he'll even be carrying himself. That body, way. Language, body, body language, body language, right. says a lot. And, and Hugh was a lot to that offense. I'm yep. talking about we like to call it putting a battery pack on somebody. So mm-hmm. somebody who really ain't got a lot of confidence, put that battery pack on them because you have a lot of confidence, and it might be a little bit contagious right. to the whole locker room. That was Hugh. To the, to the offensive staff and to the offensive side. So now what we was talking about when I was talking about A.J. McLaren, like, hey, man, this dude can lead them to, to the promised land. And the reason why I was saying that because I feel like he was just back in Alabama. Like, cool, calm, and he had Hugh on, yeah. on, on his side. So We didn't have the baggage of the previous seasons, the previous January. Exactly. That's my point. When, when my head coach say my second-string quarterback is not for sale, I'm going to scratch my head. How big a deal is that? Because uh, the one that jumps to mind is uh, Buddy Ryan leaving the 85 Bears and then the 86 Bears, in fact, being a little bit better statistically at least. How big a factor? Is there is there some sort of a carryover that Hugh Jackson's offense will still be in place in 2016? Or is this going to be a major deficit that they're going to have to try and figure out? I think so. I think it's going to be major. I think Hugh, Hugh was that guy. Like, as a head coach, I don't know what he's going to present to the table. He got his second chance, and I hope he rock with it. But some guys are just good at being offensive coordinators mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. defensive coordinators. I get that. I know for that offensive coordinator position, man, it wasn't nobody better than Hugh so far. It was like, consistent other than Coach Todd. Because Coach Todd been a head coach, and right now he's been offensive Todd Haley. Todd yeah. Haley. And when Coach Todd Haley is an offensive coordinator, well, he rolling. When he's a head coach – it's a little bit different. By the way, that is a hidden uh, little piece of that AFC North puzzle is that the Steelers, for what it's worth, they might have had some guys move on and otherwise, but they did retain the entire coaching staff. That's got to matter for some. I said, I said on my radio show this morning, Steelers coaching staff, you got Coach Munchak was a head coach, Hall of Fame offensive line coach. Ty Haley was a head coach. Now he's the offensive coordinator. Had Dick LeBeau a couple of years ago. Was a head coach, Hall of Fame coach. Now, Coach Tomlin, man, he got an all-star staff mm-hmm. over there. So, when you see the productivity on the offensive side, it's like, damn, let me see who the coaching staff is. So, you got Munchak head coach, Todd Haley head coach. Like, damn, he got two head coaches over there. Mm-hmm. So, really, I got three head coaches over there. Coach T is just the head coach, if you know what I'm saying. So, 
man, when you got a guy like Hugh just disappearing in that building, his name been talked about for the past couple of years. Just overall in the football world, everybody know Coach Hugh. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody know Coach Hugh. They know his game plan. They know he know how to work with his players. They know his players like him. And for Cincinnati to take that big of a hit, I don't think they're going to understand to the actual I, regular season ball game come, that first regular season ball I game. think that's a legitimate red flag. All right, let's move on now to Ike's mock draft. Like I say, it came out, I think, a week ago or two weeks ago. Like two and a half. Let's hack this thing up a little bit here. Handsome, you and me, let's uh, look at some of the picks here and uh, and raise the question. I changed that, like six of them, but let's go. What do you mean you changed them already? I had you changed to go to them? A, a mock 2.0. Oh, you already – where's the 2.0? It haven't came out yet. We're getting it edited right now. Uh-oh. Are the Eagles pick at number eight there? They're taking uh, my guy Howard out of IU. Is that one of the changes you're making? Oh, uh, yes. It's, it's one of the changes I'm making because I feel like there's other guys who wasn't talked about earlier in the draft. Now teams are starting to talk about it. I got an opportunity to talk to one of my coaches in Pittsburgh. Had a three-hour talk with this guy, and he broke down every – he he damn near gave me his board. And does he have some insight on, let's say, as a for instance, I, the Dallas Cowboys at number four there? I love the Zeke Elliott pick. I think it's awfully hard to pass up putting right. a high-end runner behind that offensive line with the passing game as it is, assuming Tony Romo is ready to go. I mean, it's a win-now situation. I think that's the so best can we, pick can we can make. Can we get the draft board back up? Is it possible if we can get the draft board back up? So this 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 what I was told. So look at the top four. So I got Ezekiel Elliott going to the Cowboys, right? Mm-hmm. Out of every position. You have Buckner at three to no, the no, Chargers. No. no, no, out of every position. So D-line, quarterback, running back, receiver, secondary guy. Name a guy who's better in your mind than Ezekiel Elliott out of any position. That's how you got to start going to these draft meetings and draft boards. Not not specifically on needs, but sometimes who's the best available? So is Ezekiel Elliott, is he better than Tunsil? Is he better than Golf? Is he better than in Buckner? So that's how – Successful franchises I, that's, typically that's, that's, apply that's, the best yes, player available. That's that's how they do it. So you're going gonna to tell me that Buckner is better than Ezekiel? Great-wise, great. I've talked well, to I think I've, Jalen Ramsey is the one that sticks out to me at nine. Yeah. You've got him sliding to nine and, and look, I'm not an expert, but I, I think he's gonna go higher than that. No, he's definitely gonna go high. I just felt like he was a better fit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like we just trying to make these guys we just we, we talk about these guys so much so we just try to talk and then you talk to the coaching staffs so or GMs, they like they wouldn't touch him with a platter. Well, I keep hearing so the so of those four the the four guys who are the closest to can't miss are Tunsil mm-hmm. out of Ole Miss, the left tackle, mm-hmm. uh, Miles Jack out of UCLA, the Correct. linebacker, Correct. Jalen Ramsey, Correct. and Zeke, Zeke Elliott. Those Correct. are the four can't miss Correct. guys. I think those should be, in Correct. fact, the top four guys off the board. Right. And I think you're getting a little loco. Not you. I think people are getting like trying to fill, fill needs there. Joey Bosa is the guy that looms to me. And I've talked to a lot of scouts about this. Of course, I'm not it's pretending to know. Yeah, there are a lot of people yeah. that are saying, boy, Joey Bosa got hidden in Ohio State a little bit. He might just be just another guy. And you have him dropping all the way to number 11 there in the Bay. Yeah, I, but no disrespect to Joey, but I yeah. feel like he, he, he need a Batman. Like, he's the Robin. He's not a Batman. He's a Robin. Hopefully he can prove me wrong or what I'm saying. But 
I don't feel like he's that guy. So you mean when he come into the locker room, he's just gonna present that presence? Right. No. That's I, I didn't I didn't feel that way. So that's why I had him going to Chicago, who I felt need a good defense alignment, and he can be a, a Robin over there. Why? Like every, but why? So do you think when you see uh, Browns, you have the Browns at number two taking Jared Goff? Why would they take a QB? Aren't they so flawed that they should, of all the teams out there, I'm should so be sorry. taking best player available? But I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you asked me that. Coach Hugh Jackson. Right. We just talked about it. He, he loved competition at the quarterback. Like, a lot of teams like to shy away from competition as a quarterback because you you don't want your quarterback, your starting quarterback, to be looking over his shoulder. No, Coach Hugh, like, yeah, I do. So, you're going to be on your game every play. So, you know, every practice you got to be on your game because this guy behind you could be our starter too. So, looking at it from an RG3 standpoint to Jared Goff, like, that's what I feel like was the best fit, man. We can go to Sam Bradford. So we saying every we saying the Philadelphia Eagles should draft a quarterback. We forgot Sam Bradford was a first round quarterback. That's what we forgot. And they just paid him. Overall, right. Two two for thirty six. So all of a sudden, I can't say that Cleveland can't pick. A first-round quarterback, even though they got a first-round quarterback? Y'all crazy. I know most with, people do that. Go ahead. With, with those two guys, though, you got Jared Goff, you got Carson Wentz. This is, again, just me. But in the in the AFC North, with those cold-weather games, with the wind, everything else, especially playing in Cleveland, Carson Wentz feels like that big kind of rough I agree with that. Dude, yes. as a, Jared Goff, just looking at him, looks a little slight, looks like he might, you know, might not survive. Now, Windows. Again, you, windows. The, the man through – the man – through accurate in small windows. Mm-hmm. That's like we looking at the size. Get off the size. What about just the quarterback situation? Look at the tight windows Jared Goff threw the balls in. Them them red zone windows where they're super tight. Guys, the, the windows closes just like this. Right. Like we're looking at, okay, Wentz size and the way he can stand in the pocket in the cold, but if he can't throw in that small tight window, then why I got him? I felt I just feel like Jared Goff is the most right now. And that's the, ready that's the point is that maybe because they because they got RG three and because Hugh Jackson's so good at developing quarterbacks, do they actually need to drop a Carson? Like if they drafted him at two, or if they drop back and managed to get him somewhere else, you have you know you've got RG three in the locker room. You know you've got Hugh Jackson who can develop that guy. I agree, and I you know mm-hmm. it looks like Goff is the guy who could play better right now, right. but maybe down the line, with the good coaching that Hugh provides, with the fact you've got a relatively proven quarterback, and you know you're not going to win a Super Bowl this year anyway, right. you can maybe bring Carson Wentz. Yeah, get Christian Hackenberg now, at the top of two. two. years from now, you can See, have a guy who's going to win. They got mad at me because I had Carson Wentz going to uh, Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's the same situation with Hugh. You got Bruce Aarons, who's a quarterback oh, yeah. whisperer. You got Palmer, who's on he's his way. He's not going to be around forever. He, he's on his way that. out. He's on his way out. Right. And you got a young receiving core over there. Mm-hmm. So, I'm looking at best situations. Like, we're looking at all top five quarterbacks or top ten first-round quarterbacks. I'm like, nah, I think this guy would fit perfect with this situation. I'm looking for these people to succeed. Right. Not the next three years we're going to be talking about Carson Wentz He's going to be a backup because he went to a bad situation. And we thought because they found the head coach, the head coach thought, man, I should give me a a franchise quarterback. It, the, the trend is year after year after year. You get a new head coach, you get a first-round quarterback, head coach get fired in three years, quarterback becomes a backup. That's why if I were you, I wouldn't be taking a first-round quarterback. I would take Miles Jack or Jalen Ramsey, no, who's dependably you. great. 
or gonna or we can assume is going to be great. And in the meantime, Hugh leaves Cincy to go to Cleveland, and now he doesn't. It would appear he's not going to have Josh Gordon either. Josh Gordon ever play in the NFL again? Handsome. Who knows. I mean, I guess we it's don't even know what the situation sad. is. But, yeah, it went away. It's that, that was he's that, that good. He's that good. That was that, that six stretch. weeks that or so that, that he had. That six weeks where he was, like, incredible. It was the all – I mean, that was it's the most that. productive yeah. stretch in it's NFL sad. history, including Megatron or Desiree. Yeah. He, he's that good. Yeah. Like, that young man is that good. Like, between – it would have been between – we would have been saying Des, OBJ, Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We would have been talking like that. Now he and uh, Johnny Football are apparently living, living somewhere together. on Sunset Boulevard. We should try to catch up with them, though. We're in the area. Show. Let's get them on the show. Let's Well, let's try and go to them if we have to, to Sunset Boulevard. Black Tide can book that for us. Yeah, that would be fun. All right, so we'll do that. And now, though, it is time for the all-time draft of 2016 presented by – McDonald's money monopoly with a hundred million dollars or a hundred million food and cash prizes. There are more prizes than there are players in the history of the NFL to bring you up to speed. We're at pick 11 now. Um, who has pick 11 there? Uh, Chicago behind the glass. Oh, yeah, the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. So we are the Chicago Bears. Before we jump into that, a, uh, a refresher here. Same Order of the 2016 draft is in place here. The same rosters as they exist right now in 2016 are the same, and therefore the team needs remain the same. We are evaluating these guys as college prospects, not as the Hall of Famers that they went on to become. Of course, that takes all the fun out of it. We have to speculate about how good they might be in the NFL and how what kind of fit they'll make for these 2016 Why rosters. Why players ain't enough? We out. Well, because these are the formal picks here, I tell you. When, we when went, he says formal, like what he means. Well, what's Dave, Terrell Buckley? One through picks. ten, we didn't know. Terrell Buckley did not get drafted <laughs> from Florida State. Deion Sanders of FSU book, man. did. He went to the Jags at, uh, at number five. I think he's going to be a good fit there. Jim Brown has been selected by the New York Giants. And here we are up to the Chicago Bears. At pick number 11, today, draft analyst, you can watch him on NFL.com slash mock drafts. You can read Ike's, you can read Charles Davis's, Bucky Brooks, Daniel Jeremiah, and so on. Charles Davis is with us today. You can watch him on Path to the Draft and Mock Draft Live. Right now, though, he's giving us the Chicago Bears team needs. And yes, Chicago, sweet home Chicago, it's finally here. Pick number 11. And your Chicago Bears are on the clock. And when you think of what they need, you can think of offense, maybe offensive line. A Forrest Gregg would fit very well there. Allow, allow them to move guys back along the line of scrimmage, back Forrest into their Greg. proper spot. Mm. But I also <laughs> think that when you're a Chicago Bears fan, nothing excites you more than hearing about defensive personnel. The Monsters of the Midway, the 85 Bears. Defense always appreciated. And they need someone who can get to the quarterback. That's why I think their pick should be from the University of Alabama, an outside linebacker who can do it, who can absolutely do it all, and that's Derek Thomas. Ooh. He can drop into coverage, but that's a waste of time. Ooh. Have him rush the quarterback. Have him get to people, wreak havoc, cause fumbles, big plays. I think the Chicago Bears should take Derek Thomas from the University of Alabama and make their fans happy. Handsome, start us off. Where you, I mean, I think the linebacker situation, the they linebacker, can take the kid out of right. New Mexico, Brian Urlacher. Right, or fun. I was thinking they, there's a guy uh, been playing great for Baylor, Mike Singletary. Ooh, yeah. yeah I, like I've he heard would good just things. put him in the middle of there, and you don't need to worry about anything. Ike, how say you? 
I hate to say it, but I was thinking about a guy named Ray Lewis out of Miami. Ooh, oh, there you go. That's a nice Yeah, pick. good wheels. Great yeah. uh, lateral movement, sideline to sideline. He's a beast. Uh, with the 11th pick in the all-time draft of 2016, the Chicago, Chicago Bears select Mean Joe Green, defensive tackle, North Texas. Boy, Ooh. this guy, small school, don't know a ton about him. But uh, as the nickname indicates, pretty he's pretty nasty. You know what yeah. we should do? We can get Elliot Harrison, who I believe attended the same uh, institution. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. That's right. He, they, Our colleague, maybe Elliot give Harrison. us a scouting yeah, report yeah. on him. They say, they say he's pretty good, man. Small school, but Tom Mattel, but they say this guy's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, if he's uh, – yeah, he's. Uh, I think the uh, Chicago fans will appreciate his yeah. rugged mm-hmm. style and everything else, and he's a real uh, centerpiece for the defense. All right, here we are up to number 12 now. It's the New Orleans Saints – And Charles Davis, what do they need? They have a lot of needs. And now that the roar has abated a little bit as we get set for pick number 12, the New Orleans Saints are on the clock. And this is a team that needs defense, defense, and more defense. But they also have to look to the future and think to themselves, do they have to get a quarterback in waiting? I know they've done that Mm. in the past, but maybe that's still a need for them. Could you imagine if a guy from Mississippi named Archie Manning is still out there? Could the Saints pass on him? We'll see. But I do know this. Defense is what they have to have. Are they going to go at the linebacker position? Heck, Mike Singletary might be around. But if you go into the secondary, where there's a guy who can play multiple positions and make big-time plays, as well as help you in the return game, Rod Woodson. I would mm-hmm. pick Rod Woodson out of Purdue. Oh. There's not anything he can't do in the secondary. And if you go back and watch the last game he played as a collegian. Not only did he play defense and make big plays in the old Oaken Bucket game against their big rival, Indiana, they also let him play tailback, and he ran for nearly 100 yards in the game. Athlete supreme, if I'm going to select someone, if you're going to pass on an Archie Manning, I think you go get Rod Woodson and plug him right in. Yeah, I hear this. Rod Woodson's one of the great athletes uh, you know, that, that, that we've ever seen here. Ike Taylor, how say you there? I totally agree with Mr. Davis. Rod Rod. Brian Woodson, man. That's a good fit, yeah. Yeah, I've been looking at this table and this guy, man. This guy, man, just playing offense and defense in college, man, that's kind of tough. They Black got- and gold, just like the Saints wear, so it'll be an easy transition. Easy transition. Yeah, handsome. How say you? Uh, well, you know what? The the I mean, Woodson, for me, as a Dolphins fan, as the GM of the all-time Dolphins, I'm hoping that he slips past here because I will run the card to the podium to get that cornerback or you know, guy to play in the in the secondary and, and return kicks for, for Miami. So instead of that, I'd like them to go elsewhere. And I think since Derek Thomas didn't go with the last pick, maybe that's that's something you could arm on the defense with and maybe they ignore Rob Woods. Charles Davis with an interesting thought. The old miss kid, Archie Manning, mm. the under center. With the twelfth pick of the all time draft of twenty sixteen, the New Orleans Saints select Peyton Manning, quarterback. Whoa. Tennessee, of course, yes. He's he's out there. This guy, he you know, as it turns out, fun fact, he's Archie Manning's child. Wow. So and it's both funny. Playing at the it same makes time. Sense. I know well, yeah, it's I know it's wow. a little confusing there, but uh the UT kid, you know, people talk a lot about what he's got going on above the neck. Little question though about the arm strength. I don't know. Is he does he have what it takes? Does he have the makeup to get he could never beat his arch rival Florida? Playing in a dome. He doesn't need to worry uh, about cold weather, wind, rain, snow. I think that's a good situation for him. I heard, by the way, I just got um a tweet that the Saints had actually tried to trade their entire all time draft for Ricky Williams. <laughs> Weren't I, able to get anyone to bite. You know uh, what? And this kid is going back home. 
He's from New Orleans. Mm. He's from New Orleans. So oh, well, that's nice for him. Good for him. I'm happy for him. All right, so now let's move on to pick number 13 now, and it's the Miami Dolphins. Charles Davis, this is a team with many needs. Handsome, put on your thinking cap. It's time for pick 13, and the Miami Dolphins hold that selection, and some people see that number as unlucky. I think the Dolphins brass think it's a lucky spot to be because they believe they're going to get a great player in this, in this location. Listen, they need help on the offensive line. Could you imagine getting big Jim Parker out of Ohio State, an absolute mountain of a man who can play the offensive line? If you want to play a little bit of defense, though, get back to the secondary where they need a little bit of help. Daryl Green can flat out fly. His combine, off the charts. Handheld time, under 4-3. Absolutely amazing athlete. Maybe they could go in that direction. But they need a home run hitter. They need someone to support their offense. They need a guy who can tote the rock, make big plays, and frankly, I'm surprised he's lasted this long. I can't believe that he's still on the board. But if they don't run up to the podium and hand in a card that says Barry Sanders, Oklahoma State, they are making a big, big mistake. This guy can do it all, and I'm not sure he got tackled at all in his last year at Oklahoma State. And guess what? You'd even have him return kicks if you need some extra points that way. All right, interesting thoughts. Handsome, I turn to you, though. I really want you to make the pick with your heart and your head here. Well, I mean, I already uh, tipped it. I'm uh, Rob Woodson. I've, here's my card. I'm running up to the commissioner right now. I want to hand this over. As it no stands, way that you, that you say no to Rob Woodson. As it he's stands, you might even I, use him at running back. Right, the Jags should have taken him. He's the best cornerback out there. The Jags should have taken him over that Sanders guy. Where I mean, the Dolphins are a team that have a, has a lot of needs, though, uh, Ike. You know, I was pondering. <laughs> <laughs> something just like something just came to me. I was thinking last name man from out of Pittsburgh, man, quarterback last name Marino first. Oh, man. yeah, he's right. He's right over your shoulder. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's had some troubles in college, though. Yeah, he had. But you know what, man? Sometimes I need guys with a few character issues that mean they care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they got a lot of, lot of money tied up in Ryan Tannehill. And yeah. as uh, Chance would have it, it is the 13th pick. Danny Ooh. Marino wears the number Does 13. He? He yeah, go? I'm hoping the Does Steelers he? can get him. He's a hometown kid. Yeah, went from Pittsburgh, went to school. There. Makes be sense. Nice. Yeah, so anyway, with the 13th pick in the all-time draft of 2016, the Miami Dolphins select, ooh, Barry Sanders, running back, Oklahoma State. Forget it, Rod Woodson, 21 going to be toting the ball for your team. I think you're going to like this guy. I like he it. broke every I like record I, I get uh, down there. I see what they're trying to do. I see what they're trying to do. Give Tannehill the weapons, put them around him. Defense, no. address it later. Maybe no. get Ike Taylor in round two. You know what? When I, when I, You should have got me in the first round. <laughs> but when I look at this guy right here, man, the first thing that comes to my mind, I, I nicknamed him Special. Hmm. Oh, it's a good name. Yeah, I just I just nicknamed him special, <laughs> special, man. Just every time every time he get on that field, it's mm -hmm. just special. You special. think you think big things in store. For so I tried to call my cable company. That's my cable company. Every time Oklahoma State is playing, man, can I just get Barry Sanders special? Mm -hmm. So that's why I just named him special. <laughs> <laughs> Some gargantuan number, like twenty six hundred yards in uh, right. in uh, his last season down there. For the Cowboys, I think he's going to be – he's a home run hitter. Mm -hmm. You know, he's not hes not a banger now. He's not uh, – if I were to compare him to, let's say, Jim Brown out of Syracuse, not who always guy. falls not for, for three or four yards. But, yes, he – so he might now be – I say, when you have a guy who you can't compare somebody else with, just call him special. That's a, special. That's a good way like of looking it. at it. Do you think he's going to have a long career? 
Uh, I, I I suspect he will. Yeah, right. he doesn't take a lot of direct shots, so I right. think he might play 15 seasons, something seasons. like that. Yeah, nice. might has a chance that's to break special. some records. When, you, when it's over 10, that's special. <laughs> shit. We are up to the Oakland Raiders here with the 14th pick now. Charles Davis, what are the Raiders' needs? This is a team on the and rise. At pick number 14, it's time for the Oakland Raiders, and we all know what Al Davis used to say all the time about playing defense for the Raiders. The quarterback must go down, and he must go down hard. Well, in this case, the Raiders are thinking about protecting their quarterback. Could they draft an offensive tackle? Could a Jonathan Ogden out of UCLA be in play there? But if they want to play a little bit of offense, there's a running back that, uh, you know, I'm going to date myself a little bit here. I played against him. Bo Jackson, who could do absolutely everything. Bo not only knows, Bo knows how to put the ball in the end zone. Run through people, catch it, do whatever you want. And frankly, I think you can play him on defense and he'd be equally effective. But this is the Raiders, and I think that they build themselves, pride themselves on defense, commitment to excellence. Heck, let's go out and play more of that press man. Don't let anyone off the line of scrimmage, and don't let them downfield. There's one guy who does it as well as anyone has ever done it and is going to do it even better when he gets to the NFL, and that is Mel Blunt. Absolutely enormous corner. Now he matches up with those big receivers. Mm. Mel Blunt, press corner. Grab him if you're the Oakland Raiders. I know it's hard to pass on Bo Jackson, but the Raiders like to play defense, and Mel Blunt will provide that for them. I don't know who this Blunt character is, but I think that Rod Woodson, like we've talked about, he's another one that I've enjoyed watching. Yeah, fixing that cornerback spot, though, like, seems like a good move for them. Yeah, I, I was thinking, I like Mel Blunt. I've, I heard of this guy. I did some scouting. I, I like his Woodson. Tall. He's like 6'4". He's a big corner, but I had another big corner, man, Night Train Lane. Mm-hmm. They got a guy named Night Train Lane, man. You talking about a guy who's all attitude. I'm talking about he's pissed off at the world. When he used the bathroom, it's hot. If you know what I'm saying. So <laughs> I got I got to go with Night Train Lane on this one. I like that pick, Night Train Lane, at the cornerback position. How do you feel there? I, I know that their scouts have done a lot of work on an LSU quarterback, uh, Jamarcus Russell. Mm. I think they really have fallen in love with this kid. Seems like a weird and double down. Doesn't matter. I think, you know, they, they believe that he can be the next big thing. Uh, really I don't big, know what that really, means for really Derek big Carr, thing. but really big thing. maybe draft day trade. I don't right. know. Oh, we have the pick. With the 14th pick in the all-time draft of 2016, the Oakland Raiders select Bo Jackson running Ooh. back. Auburn, boy, this guy is a load. He reminds me sort of, if you can recall watching Herschel Walker at Georgia, He's similar in that st- in the sense that he is the biggest guy on the football field. He might be the fastest guy on the football field. I just wonder if he can focus in because he's really good, apparently, at baseball. He's good at track. I don't know if he can focus in on just football. He's right. a faster, smaller, but runs with that same attitude of Earl Campbell. Okay. Oh, that's a good So he's an upgraded nice version. So he's a banger on top of everything right. else. Earl Campbell's still available. Earl Campbell of Texas is available. Maybe he goes at number 15 here. The Los Angeles Rams unlikely to take him. They have uh, the rookie star Todd Gurley coming out of Georgia to bring it back to uh, to those great Georgia running backs. Charles Davis, tell us what you think the Rams should do here. At pick number 15, the Los Angeles Rams, they're looking for a high flyer who can play out on the perimeter. And guess what? Mississippi Valley stage Jerry Rice would be a perfect hmm. guy to have. But even more than that, you got to have someone who can throw them the football. And if you're the Rams right now, you've got to have someone at that position. You've got to have a trigger guy. When the Rams have played their best offense, they've had a quarterback who can get the ball downfield. That's why I think they'll have to make a decision about some guys who can flat-out play. 
And this time, I think they'll go to the left side. Steve Young out of BYU, a tremendous athlete who can play running back as well, but really is really ideal as a quarterback. I think Steve Young goes to the Los Angeles Rams, and they start their era again with a new quarterback, this time flinging it from the port side. Steve Young in L.A.? I don't know. I don't know if that's a good moving no. from Utah to California. Handsome. What do you I, think I mean, here? Ike's mentioned him already. The guy that I like in this position is Dan Marino. I really feel like he's got that Hollywood type of vibe to him. And I think he's going to – Oh, right Tavon in. Austin flying right. up the sideline. That side would be line, a... Marino. I, I think that, to me, it's a, it's a no-brainer. Interesting. Ike, how say you? Uh, they had a kid out of Southwest – Louisiana, man, a guy named Ike Taylor. <laughs> That's really <laughs> strange. Very strange. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Is he strange. special? Is he special? Well, they special? did lose Janoris Jenkins, so uh, they have a need there. They say he's beyond special, man. They got a new word with this new technology coming uh-huh. out, man. They call it Wi-Fi, where he's just <laughs> out of this world. Right. Yeah, so they, they say this guy's kind of out of this world. So I'm going to go with Ike Taylor. Uh, Southwest Louisiana hmm. cornerback. Yeah. Uh-huh. Funny, I never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> With the 15th pick in the all-time draft of 2016, the L.A. Rams select Steve Young, quarterback, BYU. Davis on the money again. Yeah, I, well, you know what? He doesn't have the greatest arm in the history of football, but he runs around well. Obviously, in temperate Los Angeles, that won't be a major factor for him. I like it. Steve Young goes to the Rams. We'll see if he can uh, elevate his game. BYU, the big question with them is, who are they really playing? True. You know, now yep. he's going to have to play right. those Seahawks and the At the Cardinals. same time, Shaq, uh, when you got a quarterback who can also play running back, it tells me one thing, he's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And and I think Mm -hmm. that's what the Rams need to go back to, that toughness. So I like this guy. All right, we'll see if Cam Newton's uh, thrown or uh, his position as the greatest running quarterback in NFL history uh, can sustain itself with this guy making it to the league. That's it for the all-time draft of 2016. Picks 11 through 15 presented by McDonald's. Money Monopoly, great stuff from you, Ike Taylor. And handsome Hank. And speaking of great, another guy who's going to come off the board. Some people speculating second round. I think ultimately people are going to come to their senses. You're going to see this kid go at the back end of the first round. The talent is too great. In spite of the foot speed, that's one of the things we're talking about here. Pitt stand out wide out. Tyler Boyd. Here's my conversation with him. You listen to Dave Damashek. I wear it on my sleeve, and I'm not going to apologize for being excited about this fella and his future in the NFL from my beloved Pitt Panthers, Tyler Boyd. What's happening, man? Thanks for y'all having me. Well, listen, it's a pleasure to see you, and uh, like I say, I expect big things from you. Let's start with with the elephant in the room or whatever, the knock on you that uh, people have with you. Foot speed. What do you, how do you, what, what, if somebody says to you, we want to take you, but we're worried about the foot speed, Tyler? Um, well, you know, I'm not a guy that judges off the rip until you actually see me compete against guys on the field, you know, so all I would tell them is if you take a chance with me and pick me, then you won't be disappointed in, in no type of way. Why number 23? As a wide receiver, it's weird. Where, yeah, um, it was just the first number available for me my freshman year of high school. You know, all the other low numbers was taken by the older guys, you know, and I just w- wanted to do something new, and I just hung out with that number throughout the rest well, of Well, what are we going to do in the NFL then? Uh, You're not going to get 23 uh, there. Uh, 13, 12, 83, something like that, not kind, with 12 or three, two or three in it. 
Well, let's not be cavalier about this now. <laughs> this is an important decision. It's true. If things go right, like 15 years from now, you know, it's right. going to be iconic. <laughs> Tyler Boyd, I want his jersey. Got to be a cool number. Right. Nah, any number will suit me. You know, I'll, I'll make any number. You know, I don't complain about a number. You know, I'm just going out there and do what I got to do and make anything. All right. But 13, Odell Beckham has. Right. So then you don't well, want to yeah, be like your yeah. – Well, you know, let's, so let's not do that not one. Not do that. What about like 11? A, 11. Well, then that's 15. Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, true. Or 15 is nice. Um, mm, I'm trying to stay kind of low here, like 10. 10. Yeah, I like what's well, it, it seems like this generation looks better with a with, single digit yeah, than right. with the classic eight or something. But 88 isn't too bad. You're a Pittsburgh guy, obviously. Right. Lynn Swan, you can't uh, do much better than that. Um, what about, uh, let's say that your football deeds are so great. Fifty years from now, they decide they're going to make the uh, the Boyd Trophy, like the Heisman Trophy. What's the pose? <laughs> uh, that's a great question there. Um, mm. I, don't, I don't got no ideas right now. I'm going blank right now. You do so much. Maybe that's what your head's swimming because you do so much out there. You run the ball. You throw it pretty well. Maybe that's what it is. We like give, give you like Vishnu a bunch of arms, like one's throwing the ball, one's carrying it, two All hands catching pose. it. Something like that? Yeah. All right, let's work on that one a little bit. Um, do you, as a Pittsburgh guy, do you know the three rivers? Uh, Monongahela. That's the um, hard one. That's the, yeah. Um Al Allegheny. Allegheny. They converge to form the Ohio. Here's why you're getting tripped up as a Pittsburgh guy. I the Ohio convert you know, the Monongahela and Allegheny converge in Pittsburgh, not in Ohio. Right. Why do they get credit for our river? Our river, right. It's our that's the only thing that Bum State has going for it, and it forms in our city. Shouldn't it be maybe in twenty years it could be the Boyd River, I'll say you. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty fantastic. Yeah, I think we should uh, we should keep that option open. Uh, you know, I think for now it could be the Steel Curtain River, but Ohio taking credit for our glorious yeah, nah, river. They, I don't they, like they that. Change that up. Um, do you have any food recommendations for me? I'm a Pittsburgh guy as well. What's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite? Uh, do you like the O? Do you like, uh, you know, Permantes? Yeah, Permantes, the O. Um, uh, uh, what's the what's the pizza shop? Wait on Minios. What is it called? Minios. That's uh, Romano's. Oh, yeah. I like people, Romano's. Romano's is the, I like now, People like that. They also go ILO's, but I, I, I go Minios. That's, yeah, that's, that's, my, that's good there, too. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's probably number one. Now, Chicago is, of course, the site of the draft, and there are a lot of people that are speculating that you're going to be a first-round pick. Are you going to go to the draft, or will you stay in Pittsburgh with the family? Let's Because this is a very important decision right. in front of you. Um, I really haven't uh, made that decision, but I'm 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 leaning a little bit towards staying home with my family because mm. you know, I I have a big family home, and then you can only bring a certain amount of people to the draft, you know. And I'm uncertain if I'm gonna go first round, second round, so I don't want to be there for two days, you know. If I don't go, then start feeling like, oh man, why not go? Why not do this or that, you know? So I'll probably just stay home, stick with my family. I mean, I don't know how you know you're a young guy, but do you remember Brady Quinn and Aaron Rodgers? To this day, we still see shots of them at the draft. Sitting there waiting, like uh-huh. impatiently. You know, Smith, all of them guys. You don't want to be that guy, right? Uh, the cameras all up in your face. P- people looking like oh, man. you have to look yeah, stressed, stressed out. out. And if you look like you're having fun, then it's like, well, this kid's not taking it seriously. 
then you can't really be yourself because you're so mad, pumped up, ready to hear your name get called just because you're there, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe, in, and if you're in Pittsburgh, you just order up a Romano's pizza <laughs> or a Minio's and, and serve it. Maybe that's what you could do. You could have a, a, a pizza contest. You could order all the best pizzas of yeah, Pittsburgh and have the whole family taste test them. Have a vote and see which one is better. Yeah. Um, John Snow, Game of Thrones. You a fan? Not really. You don't watch that. Okay, I'm going to skip that one. You watch, uh, <laughs> you watch uh, Walking Dead? Walking Dead. Who'd Negan kill? Uh, Who do you think he could? Did you watch the episode at, uh, a few days most, ago? No, I didn't see the most recent one. Oh, you didn't see I the didn't finale? See the Spoiler alert, Dave. There's yeah, a see, new I'm on that, I'm on that uh, OJ versus People. That's what I was on. And that, what did you think of that one? So oh, I loved it, man. It, it really put me up to date with history, you know, because I really didn't know much about it because it was going around the time when, when I was just being born, you know, so it's a great little history lesson. It really, yeah, it, it was. A, I mean, that uh, it all is pretty much the way it looked in that TV yeah, show. What do you think real. of Travolta, though? Uh, it was pretty good, you know, just to see different things and see how people, how things were set up before I was even a thought of, you know. What if uh, they make a movie of your life? Who do you hope plays you? Uh, that's a tough question there. Um... Uh, I can't. I don't know. This is again. You know, I'm all over the place. I can't really. I'm trying to think of who. I, I'm. I'm get. I'm giving you a look, and I'm trying to get a read on on who might uh, suit you best. A lot of people call me. Um, you watch Empire? A little bit. I've seen you know, a little bit of it. I'm trying to remember his name. The son, the youngest son, who's trying to take over the Empire. A lot of people call me him. Is that right? Uh-huh, I like funny. it. Um. Now let's get to our questionnaire, all the uh, all the draft guys who've come through here. Inside the actor Studio does this. This is supposed to get at the core of who you are, of your soul. What's your favorite word, Tyler? Uh, levels. Levels. Talk to them. That's the, my hashtags. Oh, interesting. <laughs> What's your least favorite word? Um... <laughs> Least favorite word. Least favorite word. Second round. So we can go with that. <laughs> <laughs> what turns you on, creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Uh, creatively. You know, I like being creative, touring new things, seeing new things. You know, getting out, not being, not not seeing a lot of boring things. You know, because Pittsburgh get it kind of boring from time to time. You know, getting out, coming to LA, touring that. It's a pretty much. A good setup. Well, it's yeah. drizzly and gray, so we yeah. delivered uh, some Pittsburgh-style weather I for I brought you. that weather with me, man. I know. That's a shame. <laughs> I'm sorry about that on behalf of everyone here in Los Angeles. What profession other than uh, than football would you like to attempt? Um, Pretty much anything in a business, you know, um... Just, be, just, just do anything involved in business, like... Coming up with a with a shoe deal, working with any any brand, hmm. you know, like Nike or, or getting any organization like that. Um, what profession would you never want to have? Uh, uh. how about nose tackle? That yeah, seems like yeah, that wouldn't be fun at all. You don't get any credit to do. You, all you do is you have to consume all the blockers, and then everybody oh, else gets the glory. There. Yeah, you're a glory guy. You're right. the guy who goes up and gets out, it. Right. What is it really so? 
what sense have you gotten from talking to the to the scouts and the personnel guys? Well, first of all, what have they asked you any? It's a it's like a stereotype at this time of year that these guys ask weird questions. Did you get any of those weird kind of questions? Uh, I really didn't get a lot of weird questions. There was one question I got when I was meeting with the Bengals at the combine. I had a formal meeting with them. They would start talking about uh, civil war and when. Some other stuff. I wasn't even sure. I just looked at him, just like I, the questions you asked me. I'm like, eh, I don't know. I'm unsure. I'm unsure. I'm, I'm thinking we about to just talk football. He, I guess they just trying to see where your head is. You know, outside of football a little bit. See how smart you is. See if you got good brains. Do you care? Because this is fans like me think like, well, you're from Pittsburgh. You want to be a Steeler, right? Right. You won't. Will there be any moment of like, ah, the Bengals? Uh, <laughs> if that happens, or will uh, you be like, woo? You know? I, yeah, I feel you. Um, if, I, if I was to go to the Bengals, I think uh, a lot of people wouldn't. <laughs> well, because of the helmet alone, <laughs> yeah, the uniforms you know, that's, are no That's good. a rival for the Steelers, you know. So me coming in, playing against my hometown, you know, trying to beat them, you know. Some people would would still support me, but they still go with the Steelers, you know, because the hometown team. But it was they would still be supportive. Well, I got to tell you, man, I really – if you weren't at Pitt, I would, still, uh, I would still say as much. I mean, you got that uh, – that football, you know, people always say that John Madden growing up, like he's a football player, but really you cut that sort of Heinz Ward for a Pittsburgh guy, you know, can throw the ball, can, can take the ball out of the backfield on a handoff or whatever. Are you looking to be that sort of, are you looking to be sort of used in, in that more expanded kind of role? I don't want to say Cordell Stewart or something like that, but are you, are you looking to be used sort of as a hybrid, a guy who they, maybe take some handoffs and maybe once in a while does get to throw it? Uh, definitely, you know, because that would just involve me in the, in, the, in the role much quicker, you know, get me more acclimated, get me more comfortable in that program, you know, make me feel a lot a lot relief, you know, and I feel like I can do it all, you know. I, mean, I wouldn't be nervous to do it, you know. If they did it, had, do me, had to let me do that, then I would do it great. Well, listen. In the last 15 years, there are a lot of good guys that have played in the NFL that came out of Pitt. You know, I know I don't have to tell you who they are, but uh, there's some some guys that really elevated at the next level, and I and I sincerely expect that you're about to do the same here. Enjoy the process, whether you're in Pittsburgh or Chicago and beyond. Even if you wind up in Cincinnati, I'll be rooting for you. All right, All right Tyler Appreciate Boyd, everybody, that. number 23, maybe number 11. I don't know. We're gonna figure that out too. Dave, Dave. Hey, look who's still here. Tyler Boyd. You like him uh, going high uh, first round? Ike, I didn't see him anywhere on your uh, on your mock draft there. Yeah. It, on my on my new one, I got him going. Oh, is that right? Yes. And it's kind of crazy. I got him going to Pittsburgh. In the first round? Whoa. Does Ike Taylor know something about the way the Pittsburgh Look at Steelers that smile. He knows something. You know what I'm saying? Martavius, huh? You know, they still love Martavius, but at the 20, what, fifth position? twenty. Why do you call him Martavius? I just like saying Martavius. <laughs> you sound like you sound like two-thirds of the people in Pittsburgh. Dude, Martavius, dude. Roethlisberger and uh, Martavius. Yeah. If you know something, I'll be very happy if that's the way things shake out. There are a lot of smoke screens, though, if that's the case, because I haven't heard – any speculation that Pittsburgh's going to do anything but may you know secondary is what everybody says and maybe D line. They're going best available. Mm-hmm. Like just if you can just scroll. So if you if you put all your positions, offensive line, defensive line, 
receivers, anybody from the secondary, running backs, and get your top five. And just start checking names out. Don't check by position. Mm -hmm. So don't go by the team needs. Just look at the best available, and that's who they're going to draft. The best available. It served them well over the years, of course, and uh, that would be a fascinating one if they uh, if they do keep him. I like everything about him, the foot speed, as we discussed, as you hear that. Had there. a workout for him. Did they? Yes. Oh, well, well. Ike Taylor seems to mm. know something. I'm going to be intrigued now as we run up to the draft. We'll be with Ike and Handsome and everybody in Chicago in a couple weeks, and we'll be back with another podcast for you later in the week. In the meantime – Great stuff from Tyler Boyd, Ike, and Handsome Hank. We'll talk to you later. Thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.